All right, Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. A couple things just to hop into tonight before we get into any real major uh, subject matter. Just have to show you some stuff that's trending on social media that was hot today, especially on Twitter. And it's a Graham Allen video. It's a trans, Graham Allen actually says transgender male, but it's actually transgender. You have to speak. I mean, Graham Allen's awesome, but you got to speak the language correctly there, Graham. And I'm just, I'm just being facetious, of course. <laughs> but it's actually not a transgender male. A transgender male is a female pretending to be a male. Right. This is a transgender female. So this is a man or a boy pretending to be a girl. Now, that's all that there is. There's nothing else to say about it. There's never been one successful sex change operation in the history of America. No matter how many penises you lop off, doesn't matter how many testicles you lop off, doesn't matter how many uh, surgery, you can even go in and remove uh, female organs like ovaries. And you, doesn't matter. Still a girl. Doesn't matter. Still got an X or a Y chromosome. That's the end of it. That's how it goes. That's it. But anyway, I digress. So just a, this video is a transgender female is actually, which is again, a boy pretending to be a girl, brutally attacks an actual female at, I believe it's a middle school. Play it for me. Now, did you hear? Did you hear the boy's voice when he used the B word? Something, something B. That was a boy. That was a post pubescent yeah. boy attack attacking either a prepubescent or about to go in pu- into puberty girl at a school where that kid is being enabled. That kid is probably allowed to go into female. That, that kid is probably. I don't know this. I don't know the school district. But let's just guess now. School districts are, are school districts. Are they controlled <laughs> by liptard leftists or right wingers? Okay, Ooh. so well, we can just assume that that boy gets to go into every girl's bathroom fully penised and do whatever he wants. And obviously, I wonder if he's going to get the same punishment as a boy who beats up a girl because that's exactly what just happened. So here's here's a Riley Gaines video, and this wasn't circulating as much, but here's the exact same kid, the exact same boy. Dressed up as a girl, attacking more girls. Play for me, Will. Kind of met his match there at the end. Kind of backed off, of course. So I'm wondering why this guy isn't out attacking boys. Because you see, he's fallen into our, the transgender societal narrative, which the ones that he's supposed to be attacking are girls because he's being labeled as a girl by his teachers, by his administrators, by his parents, by his doctors. So he feels free. He's not, it's not a boy attacking girls in his mind. It's a, it's a girl attacking girls. Right. It's the same thing as, as, girl, as boys playing uh, rugby with girls, playing whatever it may be, softball, baseball, whatever it may be, any weightlifting, whatever it is, track and field boys playing girls sports he there the, the sole reason why he is identifying as a girl is because he feels inadequate as a boy so he's now going in and attacking girls because he feels justified in doing so and what's being done now we now those are two separate videos i'm assuming from two separate dates why is this kid still in school yeah 
I mean, and if you notice there too, it's just I I have some admiration for the second girl who fought back. And he started to back off because he's such a girly boy that he couldn't even beat up a girl. But it's just flat out disgusting. So on this note, let's just look at, now we all know, I mean, again, I say this a little bit with sarcasm, a little bit facetiously, but we all know that Joe Biden's not going to run in 2024. I mean, yeah. We can all, they can all pretend, but I mean, in all honesty, we know that Gavin Newsom's going to be the guy. Now, I mean, I say we, because it's me. That's been my prediction. I believe it's going to come true. And I'll be different than all the COVID caving pastors and all the COVID caving conservatives and all the COVID caving Christians. When I find out that I'm wrong and Biden runs, I'll come out and say, Hey, you know what? I was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. I'll come out and say it. I mean, Gavin Newsom's swearing right now because you know what a truth teller he is behind that greasy hair and that, that shined on white, white, uh, shiny white smile. You know that, you know, he says he's not going to run. So, you know, of course, Gavin's telling the truth because Gavin never lies except for whenever he opens his mouth, with the exception of whenever he opens his mouth. So this, these, are, these are the videos. The reason why I'm saying that is because I firmly believe the reason why I put this in was this is recent. This is from a day or two ago. Well, this is from yesterday, actually, because it was at the Reagan Library where they just had the second, uh, what Steve Bannon calls the debate of the Keebler Elves, which is everybody <laughs> after Trump. <laughs> which I don't agree with when it comes to DeSantis. Everybody else is a Keebler elf. If, if anything right now needs to be Trump and DeSantis, let the polls go, let, it, let the primary go, let them debate and everything. If it was just DeSantis, Trump would be there debating. Yeah. But have, being up there with Chris Christie, who's running at, you know, I know I'm going way off course here, but Chris Christie is running at really <laughs> 0% statistically. <laughs> Mike Pence at, at 0%. Yeah. Uh, Tim Scott, uh, 0%. Aaron shot him out. That dork from yeah. North Dakota, whatever his I name can't is, remember Dorkin his... or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember Whatever his stupid name. name is. Less than 0 He's running at negative. I'm just making that up. Doug Burgum. Doug Burgum. Yeah, Doug Burgum. I don't even know who he is. Forgettable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and absolutely an idiot, too. If you ever <laughs> listen to him speak, a complete idiot. Yeah. Running at 0%. The only one that has anything is, is DeSantis running at 16, 17%. You have Vivek Ramaswamy, who will go somewhere between 4 and 7%. Vivek needs to drop out. Everybody needs to drop out. But DeSantis. But DeSantis. If anything, if you want to stick around and run for number two, if DeSantis bows out, I don't know. I mean, again, nobody has any chance against Trump. Whether I pick, whether I pick Trump or not, which I have already picked Trump, but he had a bad couple days. He needs to be coming back, just like Trump usually does. Spoke out against uh, some abortion restrictions that I did not like. Refused to say whether a man become a woman. Did not like that. Okay. And I know what he's doing. I know what Trump does. But he's also the only one who turned overturned Roe v. Wade. Nobody else did that. Nobody else did that. I mean, again, and it, it, Trump can be a mixed bag at times. But he is the most conservative president of my lifetime. And that includes Ronald Reagan. Because I was an adult at the end of the Reagan administration. I remember. I remember. He is the most conservative president ever. Don't like the last... Two weeks of what he's done, well, basically, not two weeks from now, but two weeks from about three or four days ago, he had a bad couple of weeks, and I listed back towards DeSantis. So I'm still with Trump, but I've listed back towards DeSantis because DeSantis is better on COVID, better on abortion, but nobody's overturned Roe v. Wade. But Donald Trump, nobody's ever gone to the March for Life except Donald Trump. Nobody ever defunded Planned Parenthood and globalist abortions like Donald Trump. They took all $600 million away. From Planned Parenthood, so it couldn't be funneled back into Act Blue. So, and he, and he defunded global abortion. So, you know what? Trump speaks with his legislation, still on Trump's bandwagon, but this is the guy I believe that's going to be. Now, we're back into trans now. I know I've listed way off course as usual. <laughs> but 
This is the guy that I believe is going to be running against Donald Trump. Even if I listed back towards DeSantis, DeSantis ain't going to beat Trump. Trump's running 62%, and DeSantis is running 13%. It's not, there's no way. It's not going to happen. doesn't matter how many debates they have or anything else. DeSantis could mop, mop the floor with Trump at a debate, which he wouldn't do, but I'm just saying it would be a good debate. And I love Ron DeSantis. My governor's best governor in the world. Definitely wanted to be president in 2028. I don't know about now. I haven't been happy with the people that he's been running with. The funding from the establishment left, the Bush orbit, the Romney orbit, he's been involved in all of it. But to his credit, he hasn't bowed at all in his language. So, you know, again, it's tough. And I love Ron DeSantis, but he's not going to beat Trump, nor is anybody on that stage. The person, the only person that I believe that can beat Donald Trump is not Michelle Obama. And I don't even believe that Joe Biden can beat Donald Trump. No. But I believe Gavin Newsom can beat Donald Trump. And here's the, pro- the reason being is Gavin Newsom can match him on a debate stage. I mean, come on. Right now, Joe Biden, and, I, and I've told you this for a long time, ever since he was elected in November of, of, 2020, of 2020, brought into presidency, of course, January, January 20th of, of 2021. But, I, but I've, I've said this for a long time. He doesn't have dementia. Just so everybody knows, he's brain injured. He had two aneurysms. Everyone calls him Dementia Joe and all that. He's not Dementia Joe. He is disabled, but it's from brain injuries. I'm not saying this to defend him or hurt him. I'm saying that because that's what's true. Yeah, it's fact. He's at right. It's Aaron, Aaron just said it because that's fact. So he's brain two aneurysms in his in his brain. That's big time. So he's injured. He cannot compete with Trump on a stage. I mean, especially now. He was wretched, horrible. In 2020 when they were, I mean, terrible, (laughs) terrible. And he's gotten progressively worse and worse and worse and worse. Not aging well at all. And they can't hide it. But so they're going to bring in Gavin Newsom. That's my, again, if I'm wrong, I'll come out and say I was wrong. But I believe that's what they're going to do. I mean, it's weird that Gavin Newsom shows up at the same building that they have the Republican debate at, where this video takes place. But these are the videos that need to be brought up incessantly by the RNC. Now, will they do it? Because it's run by Rana, Romney McDaniel, and, and Rona McDaniel will vote for Gavin Newsom, just so you know. You're like, Tom, how can that be? I'm telling you, it's true. Oh, yeah. There's a big difference between me and you, 612 people watching. If you're watching on any other platform but Rumble, switch to Rumble now. Download the app, get on the Rumble now. I'm not making any money off of Rumble. I'm telling you, it's the only free speech streaming platform you need to switch over to it. But Gavin Newsom has that, has that potential because he can be on the debate stage and hold his own against Donald Trump. These videos need to be run by the RNC. Like I said, they won't, so that have to be private packs that you and I send money to. Running one of these videos after another, the rampant crime, how Gavin Newsom lowered the penalties, the criminal penalties for those that sodomized 14-year-olds. Absolute fact. Please pull it up. Him and state uh, Congressman Weiner appropriately named, they teamed up together, lowered the legal penalties for those that rape uh, 14-year-old kids in the state of California. That's an absolute fact. His wife is a rabid transgender activist who wants to lop off testicles. All you need to do if you're Donald Trump on the stage is go, hey, Gavi, do you support the lopping off of penises, testicles, and breasts of anybody under the age of 18? That's all you got to do. But will people do that outside of me? I don't know. I don't know. 
And sometimes Donald Trump has a tendency to pander to the transgender community. I don't know why he does, because there ain't a soul voting for him there. There, right. there are gays against groomers. They will. I'm not talking about the, uh, the gay activist groups right now. I'm talking about the transgender activist groups where they can be one and the same. But sometimes they're not. You have gays against groomers who just want to be gay and be left alone. Fine. You can answer to God for it. That's fine. They'll answer to God. Just like all liars and uh, fornicators and all other heterosexual sinners and everybody else will answer to God for their sin. But they just want to be left alone. And more as a libertarian conservative than I am, I'm live and let live. Fine. Now, I'm not libertarian because libertarians want to, like, legalize drugs and stuff. I do not, by the way. I don't even want to legalize marijuana. I don't. I'm against it. But anyway, so th- these videos need to be brought up, I mean, every single night in paid ads of where Gavin, Gavin Newsom stands and the state of his state. We've lost two contra- congressional seats because a million people have moved out of his state. Rampant crime. A trillion dollars in debt, a state, one state, a trillion dollars in debt, hemorrhage, and he has all these false stats you have to be ready and able, ready and able to answer to, which, by the way, you have a Trump, this, you have a Trump, a, not a Trump, a DeSantis Newsom debate coming up. They're debating each other. Why that's happening? Because Gavin Newsom's running for president. Yeah. That's why. All right, so here's a Patrick Webb video. Gavin Newsom, here's what Gavin Newsom thinks when it comes. Now, remember the videos, because I put it all out of context, and I've blown the whole show up. <laughs> Remember, we have a transgender girl, which is a boy dressed as a girl, beating the living crap out of middle school age girls at a school, right? With this fully throated, post-pubescent male voice. So here's what Gavin Newsom has to say about trans transitioning inside of schools. Play for me, Will. Genders who came up, why should parents not know if their kids are transitioning in school? It's a hell of a thing. You're talking about about 1% of the population. Climate change, its impact 100% of the population wasn't even brought up. And we're talking about trans issues. Here in California, we're talking, this is an issue for you. It's a big issue for parents. This is a front and center issue in America. Why should parents not know? It's the great, it's the great, this is one of the greatest distractions. And it's classic. 1% of the population in the United States. These kids just want to live. These kids just want to live. And we're having a debate about trans issues at the Reagan Library. You want to talk about trans issues at the Reagan Library and so suddenly he puts on Ronald Reagan? So a man who diametrically opposes Everything that Ronald Reagan stands for suddenly wants to cloak himself in the garb of Ronald Reagan. I mean, Ronald Reagan was pro-life. Gavin Newsom has a law in his state that's either about to be approved or is already approved where you can butcher the, that's I can't even say butcher the unborn. You can butcher the unborn. I'll classify it in two areas. You can butcher the unborn in California right up to the moment of birth. The kid's head could be crowning out of the woman. You can kill that kid. Yeah. Totally legally in the state of California. He wants to cloak himself in the garb of Ronald Reagan. You ought to be ashamed of yourself talking to me about trans, uh, trans issues and the Reagan Library. Why, why, is that, why is that forbidden inside of the Reagan Library? As if, as if you're ashamed to talk about it? You're very pro-trans. Why is that suddenly disgusting to you, Gavin? Why is it? Why, I mean, how dare you talk about trans issues inside of the Reagan Library? What? You love trans issues. How, how is that not? How is that? I mean, that should be right. You know, right down your alley. That's 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 right in your boat. That's what you love. Why why is that suddenly taboo? Because you're in the Reagan Library. You're cloaking yourself with, with Reagan's garb. You, every, every last thing that Ronald Reagan stood for, 
Gavin Newsom is against. Everything that Ronald Reagan uh, was against, Gavin Newsom is for. Yeah. Just so you know, huge taxes, huge government, globalism, no sovereignty, open border. That's all Gavin Newsom. Slaughtering the unborn, CBDC, va- show, me your, show me your papers, vaccine passports, is all Gavin Newsom. All Gavin Newsom. Not to mention just incredible hierarchy, hier- hierarchical hypocrisy. I haven't busted that, those two out in a while. And he talks about, you notice, and I, and I want to bring this up to you, because if you watch this podcast, 681 people on now, switch over to Rumble now if you're not watching on Rumble. Again, I'm not making any money. Switch over to Rumble. Just, the, I wanted to show you this because I know I bring this up every podcast, but even all of you that are watching right now can probably repeat this. You probably have it memorized. What is the agenda? What, what is COVID? What are, what's COVID about? What's vaccine passports about? What's climate change about, even though the climate's not changing? What is the existential threat to your life that is white supremacist terrorists? terrorism, even though it's not, there is no white supremacist terrorism? Uh, what, it, what is the threat of COVID-19, even though there is no threat? Um, CBDCs, social credit systems, gun grabbing, lawlessness, rampant crime. It is, those are all tactics to, for the agenda. The agenda is to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point into that one-world commerce system controlled by the globalist left. That is the purpose behind all. If you notice, he, he merges it right there. He is a rabid penis lopper offer, breast lopper, testicle lopper. That is, he is rabid. Gavin loves to lop off penises. If they're not being used to rape 14-year-olds, if you're used to rape 14-year-olds, he's fine with the penis stain. That's who Gavin Newsom is. His wife and him, you can pull it up right on Google right now. His wife loves to lop off testicles, loves to lop off breasts of juveniles, loves to lop off penises. That's what, so he loves it. So notice that now, transgenderism is one of those tactics. I don't think I even said, even said it. It's one of the tactics of the one world agenda. Leverage you into a one world commerce system. Transgenderism is one of those. Now, what it, how is that, Tom? Because in order to get into that one world commerce system with a single access point, you're going to have to be okay with transgenderism or you won't be allowed to bank. Mm-hmm. That's the point of everything. Don't have a vaccine passport? No bank. No vaccine passport? No passport. You don't agree to CBDC? No banking. Well, I'm just going to hoard gold. Gold means nothing now. That's why you have to stand your ground now. And that's why I tell all the Christians all the time, that's why you should have stood your ground back in 2020, because we wouldn't have Joe Biden as president right now. And we wouldn't be listing on the verge of Revelation 13 and 14 right now that he causes all both small and great, rich and poor to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. We wouldn't be listing on that point if all the Christians would have stood in March of 2020 and said, no, we're not going to close down. That's what lockdowns are about is leverage you into one world commerce system. Closing down all your options is part of the one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by people like White Tooth Gavin Newsom. That's what it's all about. That's what everything is about. Funded by a, a symbiote circle bleep, which I won't get into tonight right now. Well, maybe I will. You never know. But uh, you hear him talking about it. He, he merges the two agendas. He's all for the transgender agenda. He's like, we can't, we're not going to talk about that in the Reagan agenda. I mean, the Reagan life. Why can't we talk about it? And the, all he was asked was, hey, Gavi. And that's what he needs to be called by everybody, by the way. Gavi. Hey, Gavi. And this is like Justin Trudeau. Justy. That's his best friend. Hey, Gavi, why is it that parents can't be notified when you are prescribing kids puberty blockers at school? 
Can you, can you just explain to us why that is that your kid, the, that a parent shouldn't be notified? Because the, not only that, and I don't, again, I keep breaking, breaking off into different subjects, but they not only want to lop off your kid's penis, they want to take your daughter to get abortions too without notifying you. Yep. Again, it's all just portals to greater sin, to a greater agenda, which is a more hellbound agenda. But he merges these things. I tell you, all these things are tactics for the one world, the one world order, the one, it's in the one world order sounds so conspiratorial. It's not, it's the Bible. It's Revelation 13 and 14. But these are all tactics to leverage you into a one world commerce system. He merges two together right there. He's like, we can't talk about transgender right now. I don't know why you're disgusted by what that which you love, but suddenly you are. So why can't people, why can't parents be notified? Because they have, they're just, they're communists. See, you see my shirt here? Uh, the final variant is called, the final variant is called communism. That's the point of it all. Warrior shirt, everybody always asks. Uh, there we go right there. Yeah. So they don't sponsor me, not making any money, so everybody knows. But he merges the two, the, 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 the two tactics right there in his one statement. Don't talk to me about transgenderism right now in the Reagan Library. We gotta even talk about climate change. See? If you believe in transgenderism, again, and a lot of the Christians will disagree. There's Christians that will disagree with me on this, and you can all you want. You can if you've come out and said that you were wrong. If you've repented of wearing masks, locking down your churches, pimping and whoring vaccines, standing six feet apart and sitting in COVID clumps, and you've apologized for that and actually said those vaunted three words that I was wrong, then we're on the same page. No problem at all. I don't care when you said it, as long as you've said it. But if you're one that's just pretending like you were never wrong, then we're not on the same page at all. But you just notice that he merges those two things together. And I told you, this because if you believe in climate change, you believe in masking. And Aaron, you tell me if I go up, if it gets to where I'm not making sense. Yeah. If you believe in abortion, you love the vaccines. Well, especially since the vaccine is made up of aborted fetal tissue. Yeah. You're going to love that. I mean, you're going to love it. If you believed in standing six feet apart, if you believe in that, you believe in defunding the police. It's all the exact, or gun grabbing, it's all the, or lawlessness, lawlessness which is used to gun grab. Yeah. You be, it's all one agenda. Notice how they all believe the same thing? If, if, if anything happened today, if, if they came out and said, you know what, it's just too hot outside, we're going to lock down, what would be the states that would lock down immediately? It's too hot out, we got to lock down. There's too much CO2 in the air. Nobody could prove how much CO2 is in the air, but they would all say there's CO2 in the air. It's like there's a deadly pandemic with a 0.1% death rate. Who would be the first to strap on their mask? Gavin Newsom, because it's part of the same agenda. If you believe in climate change, you believe in COVID lockdowns. It's all the exact same agenda. The abortionists believe in masking. If you believe in masking, go, Aaron. I was just going to say, in agreement with that, it's like the tenets of their faith. Oh, yeah, like right. we have it's like tenets the Ten of our- Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's totally right. Yeah. Exactly. It is, it's, it is faith. Because they're, they're of their father, the devil, and they want to carry out their father's desires. John 8, 44. So, I mean, if you, again, you, you believe in abortion. The, the abortionists right now are masked on planes. <laughs> yeah. They're all remasked. All right, so carrying on. So the National Pulse tweet, just wanted to show you this. Here's Gavin Newsom again. And these, all these things need to be brought up. You look at the data on the bottom. It's very recent. Gavin Newsom wants gender-neutral toilets. That needs to, in all schools, I almost left out the most, part, most important part. He finds it repugnant to talk about transgenderism in the Reagan Library, a politician he has no respect for at all, none, as if he's paying some sort of homage to Ronald Reagan. But yet, behind the scenes, Gavin Newsom wants gender-neutral bathrooms in all schools in the next three years, which is actually the next two and a half years. He, uh, Governor, read the bottom, Ga- uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill into law earlier this week that requires all, do you see the ages? 
K through 12, which is, correct me if I'm wrong, K is kindergarten, so that's yeah. five, right? So it's yeah. five. Well, you're the expert on this. you got the youngest kids. Five through, some of them right, tell me. Five through 18. Yeah. So they have gender-neutral bathrooms. So let me just bring this into context for everybody. So if your 12-year-old girl is in, her, in a, bath, in a girl's bathroom, well, it's no longer a girl's bathroom, in a bathroom at her, what, Gavin Newsom Middle School, then a 13-year-old boy can go in there fully penis and, and use the bathroom with her. And bathrooms also mean locker rooms, just so everybody knows. Right. That's what Gavin Newsom wants. So everybody gets naked in front of each other. Why is that? Because Gavin Newsom is a radical transgenderist. He's also advocating for and trying to push the sexualizing of kids. Why would he do that? Because that's what he believes in. That's what he believes in. If you believe in the sexualizing of kids, you pimp and whore vaccines. It's all the exact same agenda. Well, I mean, Tom, what proof do you have that he wants to sexualize kids when you lower the penalties for sodomizing 14-year-olds in your state? That means you want to sexualize kids. Yeah. And when you're in favor of, as Gavin Newsom is, drag shows where you have 38-year-old men twerking their penis in front of 8-year-old girls, then you want to sexualize kids. You're not, I'm not saying that he wants to have sex with kids. He wants to normalize sexual behavior with kids. Right. Why? There's benefits to it for him, of course, politically. Why? Because these are all power perverts. All right, inversionism video. And I just wanted to show you this because, once again, I want you to look at the merging of the agenda. If you're a part of the radical trans slash gay agenda, then you are pro-vaccine. Don't believe me? Watch this. So once again, I'm just right. I mean, it, it, anybody, it's not that I'm right. It's just that that is what I'm just telling you what is correct. If you are pro-gay agenda, you're pro-vaccination. If you're pro-abortion, you're pro-masking and lockdowns. It's as simple as that because it's all one agenda to leverage you in to a one-world commerce system with a single access point. And by the way, why do they want to lower the Earth's population? Because it's easier to control. Yep. Simple as that. That's why they want to lower all businesses. They want to get rid of business businesses so the only place that you have to shop is walmart and home depot which are both COVID caving leftist caving companies which they are and by the way hypocrite hypocrite alert i know i'm still shopping walmart i do they kind of they try to surf the wave between the two but overall definitely definitely since sam walton has passed away and his daughter took over has definitely become more of a leftist company but i just wanted to show you that it's all one agenda with different tactics so when that you, you have the Christian, I know I bring this up all the time, but you have a Christian that says, yes, you know what? I believe 
that homosexuals, as is stated in Galatians 5, 19 through 21, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10, Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, that all homosexual, anybody living homosexual lifestyle, as well as anybody who's having sex outside of marriage, heterosexually, is going to die and go straight to hell. But the homosexual lobby will tell you to take a vaccination and you'll do it. Imagine, imagine the, the level of idiocy that's at, where you will ideologically be opposed to something or ideologically opposed to a group of people, ideologically opposed to them, and you will debate them, You'll campaign against them. You may even go knock on doors against them. You know, go knock on them. I'm talking about knocking on doors to campaign against them. But that same exact group, if you use Anthony Fauci as an example, pro-gay, pro-transgender, Hillary Clinton supporter, baby butchering monster, World Economic Forum member, and all the right-wingers who locked down their churches and stood six feet apart will campaign against all that he stands for, but then will inject into their bloodstream the chemical that your ideological, political, theological, and philosophical opponent tells you to eject into your body. I mean, think about the idiocy of that. And if that was you, come out and say, I was wrong, repent, and get to the right side. If you're a pastor, you need to get out in front of your church and say, you know what, church? I'm sorry that I had a flute player on the stage who I had that flute player cut a hole in her mask and play her flute through the mask. That I'm so stupid that I did that. You're like, Tom, you never say you're stupid. You need to talk to my wife. If I'm stupid, I say I'm stupid. You can talk to Aaron's one of my best friends over yeah. here. How many times have I said, Aaron, put yourself on? Yeah. Aaron, how many times have I told you that I was stupid? All the time. Yeah, I mean, whenever when I'm you, dumb, I'm dumb. Yeah. I just say, Aaron, I was wrong. I'm yeah. stupid. I'm sorry. Every time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what you do. Yep. And if I would have locked down my church and stood 60 feet apart and washed my hands with alcohol gel 40 times a day for a 0.1% death rate virus, I'd come out and say, you know what, man? I was stupid. Yeah. And that's what you need to do. Until you do, your church is never coming back, by the way. They're going to come to people like me. Or you're just going to have a dying church. All right, and, and, and wokeness. We just have to show you this. This is not related to transgenderism, but it's just what I, it's in the perv section of the show. One million views of this from end wokeness. It's a lot of views. Washington National Cathedral replaces stained glass windows of like Jesus and the saints to honor BLM protesters. There's a lot more pics of this. You can go to end wokeness. He's got a lot more pics of it or she. I don't know who runs end wokeness. But I just want you to know, Washington National Cathedral, I'm assuming, but don't know, I'm assuming is funded by your tax dollars. Just, I mean, again, just want, you to, just want you to know the state of the swamp. And I don't like calling Washington, D.C. a swamp because it's demeaning to swamps. Yeah. I've, I prefer cesspool because I like to picture Washington, D.C. for what it is. Needles and, and floating feces in a cesspool. Because that's what Washington, D.C. is. Agreed. All right, just a quick bo- border note here. I just wanted to show you this. Christie video. Did you know what our tax dollars are going to? Our tax dollars are going to rape kits at the border. We'll talk about it at length in a second. Play for me, Will. So this is the rape kit they give to children and to women, everybody. That's the rape whistle. They have condoms in there and uh, birth control and... Because the kids get raped all the time, too, as do the uh, women and men. So that's the, that's the actual rape kit. This by U.S. tax dollars. Interesting point brought up by my... Uh, put, your, put you and Will on for a second, Aaron, so everyone knows who Will is. There's Will. This is an interesting point brought up by Will. Say it again, Will. I was like, who's going to help him? You got the whistle. It's great, but who's going to come help you? <laughs> Oh, so I, that's why, listen, this is why you have more than one person in the room. Because I didn't think of that. I mean, I, was got, I had a whole other agenda that I was going to be preaching. But, I mean, 
Yeah, that's a great point. Who's when that when anybody blows that whistle? Who's coming? The yeah. cartel coyotes who are doing the raping? Exactly. And just remember, and I know I bring this up all the time because I want to show you. We can talk about the Biden administration being inept. They have reached galactic levels of ineptitude. And they are stupid, ignorant people. All of them are, and all of their all of their pundits on Twitter and everybody else, mainstream media. They are inept. They are ignorant, galactically, purposely stupid. I understand that, but this is all an agenda. Again, I don't I can't remember every tactic every time I talk about the one the globalist agenda. But part of that leveraging you into a one-world commerce system agenda is flood the southern border or flood all first world countries with third world migrants, illegal migrants, so that they're more easily globally governed. That's what it is. That's why we're having, they've estimated somewhere in the neighborhood of 100,000 Chinese men have migrated into our country. It's crazy. Military age. That's crazy. Wonder what, now, <laughs> it will, put, put yourself back on, put everybody back on. Will, now 100,000, I don't know, I hate to put you on the spot here. This is our Marine, combat veteran. Where'd you fight at, Will? Iraq. Iraq, so you fought in Iraq. 100,000 men would be what, a brigade, a army? A, what would you put that? Do you remember any of those things? I know. What, what, what's the, can you remember smaller units like platoons? Battalion. Bata- what's a battalion size? Do you remember? I don't know. He's been, it's been a while, probably, but I mean, probably. thousands, right? So, I mean, a yeah. hundred thousand would yeah. be battalions, right? Yeah. I mean, so it'd be battalions of men yeah. have already crossed our Southern border right now. They've crossed our Southern border. So that's all. And again, because all of these third world migrants don't have any connection to the heritage of the country they're illegally migrating into, they're more easily globally governed. If you don't know, you have second amendment rights, first amendment rights, third amendment, fourth amendment, everything else, bill of rights, constitution, declaration of independence. You're more easily globally governed by Klaus Schwab and Xi Jinping 100%. and Justin Trudeau and, a- and Angela Merkel and Boris Johnson and people like that who are all globalist leftists. Pre- uh, King, King Charles and all the rest of them. I could go on and on and on and on, but I won't do that to you. So that you need to understand that's just as much a part of the globalist narrative, the globalist agenda as CBDCs and the, you know, the World Bank or International Monetary Fund, all of those things, because social credit system, just as much a part of that. But that's where your tax dollars are going is for a rape kit. And I bring this up all the time because I want you to know how insidious it is. I was saying this earlier. That yes, they're stupid, ignorant people. They're very zealous. I'm talking about the globalist left, which is the entire Democratic Party. Yes, they're, yes, they're stupid. Yes, they're ignorant. Yes, they're zealous, by the way. And we're, we're losing elections right now. We just lost a special election in New Hampshire. These people are very zealous. And we are not as zealous as we need to be. We're fading back into normal life again because they pulled back on their COVID restrictions as they race through monetary... Uh, their their monetary agenda raising you know, basically uh, and again I'm I, I'm trying not I'm trying to be brief and it's very hard for me to be brief but they're purposely inflating everything right now whether it's food whether it's whether it's uh, housing or anything else so that they can leverage you into that one world commerce system we have very few options you can't afford a house field a uh, field army area puts it at fifty thousand so a hundred thousand so we got two field armies in the United States right now through the southern border yeah. During the Biden administration only. By the they've estimated now that the Biden administration will have allowed, and these are the ones we know about, 10 million people into the country by the end of 2024. 10 million people. That's in New York City plus a million. They've allowed into the country. Remember, CBP statistics, it's one to five times that many. So it starts at 20 million that they've actually let in. It's 20 million to 100 million that they've actually let in. Remember, if they imagine if, they imagine if it was 100 million, that'd be basically a fourth of the size of the United States of America inside of four years. Just like right now, I'm speaking about inflated currency, 50% of our currency in circulation right now, currently in circulation, was printed by the Biden administration. 
It's an absolute fact. If you're wondering why food is now 19.7% higher in cost than it was two and a half years ago, that's why. Just so you know, that's what it is. But back to the border, I just want you to know where all your tax dollars are going. They're going to rape kits. And as Will said, they can blow the rape whistle all they want. You're walking through the Darien Gap with your Mexican coyotes, your drug coyotes, your, your cartel coyotes, who's coming to save you. And, the, you know, the story that we put on the podcast, we had a seven-year-old girl found at the border. And you talk about rape kit. A rape kit was done on her. And they found 56 different samples of semen inside of her body. She was raped a minimum of 56 times. She was completely hoarse from screaming. She had no voice. She couldn't get a, couldn't get a sound out. Seven-year-old girl. That's what the Democratic Party is all about. Not the Republican Party. Listen, the Republican Party is inept. It's a few good ones. Basically inept. I'm Republican, staunch Republican, not changing, not looking for a third party yet. But Republican Party is inept and at times just blatantly cowardly. However, we're not that. Donald Trump, when he left office, had 8,000 people crossing the border per month. Joe Biden has 10,000 per day that we know about. And by the way, it's one to five times that many. So again, it's a minimum of 20,000 per day. He broke the record. In August of, I believe it was 340,000, 320,000. I think it was 321,000. In one month across the southern border. So that's at least 10,000 per day. And again, it's one to five times that many. That's the actual number. That's why he'll have, he'll have 10 million at least at the end of his, when his administration hopefully ends in early 2025. But I just wanted you to know that's where your tax dollars goes. To buy rape kits for people that can't do anything about it once they're raped or prevent them. How's that going to prevent you? How is giving... Somebody, a rape kit, going to keep you from being raped. Condoms are going to keep you from being raped. What are you doing? Oh, rapist. Wait, 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 wait. You're that seven-year-old girl who's been raped 56 times. She's going to hand the guy a condom? This is where you, now, what is this about? I mean, here I go. I'm lapsing into this stuff. I can't, oh, man, I can't look at all. I mean, I got all this. I got to get to this stuff. I got to get to it. (laughs) (laughs) But again, this is all the NGO thing. Yeah. Aaron knows. Aaron's oh, yeah. like, hey, Aaron, you can't always hear him, but Aaron's like, amen in me over here. <laughs> it's like my little congregation, there's three other people in the room my wife, Will, and Aaron. But this is all an NGO thing. There's an NGO that's making those rape kits. They're funded by Democrats. They give it to the, let's just call them the rape kit NGO. So the Democrats are sending billions, I'm talking billions per year to these NGOs that are facilitating minors for sex trafficking into the United States. So there it is. There's the rape kit. So this NGO, this rape kit NGO, and there's probably their name right there, CARE, you know, whatever they are. I wish I, I can't read the other thing I believe is in a different language. I'm looking Migration it up. is Spanish, of course. So some sort of Democratic Party NGO. So you got like, I'll just use one, I'll just use, pick, I'll pick a Democratic Party, I'll pick two Democratic Party uh, congressmen and women. So you got Swalwell and AOC. Send all this money to the, this NGO, this CARE NGO right there. That NGO is then going to use, let's say they send them $500 million and they buy $300 million worth of rape kits. Well, of course, now remember that $300 worth of rape kits is paying the CEO of CARE $5 million a year. Okay? So they're getting all that. What do you got from here? International Organization for Migration. That's, yeah, that's the I, NGO. I get, <laughs> that's that one Aaron found next to it there. Yep. The, o, the OIM, International Organization for Migration. Guarantee you. <laughs> it's a Democratic Party NGO. Yeah. Guarantee you. 100%. So Swalwell and AOC send them $500 million. 
They spend $300 million on their rape kits. But uh, as part of that, it's like a Clinton Foundation who one year received $39 million, gave away $5 million, and it cost them $34 million to give away $5 million as they all flew around espousing climate change mitigations in their private jets. So they spend $300 million of that $500 million on these rape kits that are completely and totally useless. But they also are paying all their employees exorbitant salaries. Their CEO makes, you know, $5 million, $10 million a year to hand out rape kits. And then they donate the remaining $200 million to Swalwell and AOC. That's what it's all about is a giant symbiote circle bleep. That's all that it is. That's all this life is. That's all. What I mean by that is that's all this political life is. You think of D.C. as the Iwo Jima Memorial, Korean War Memorial, Memorial, Vietnam Memorial, Washington Memorial, Lincoln Memorial, all those. No, it's not. It's gone. It's a CCP-owned cesspool of a bunch of people who are bought and paid off with cash from the CCP, the PLA, Romania, Kazakhstan, and everywhere else you can name. And then with that money that they get, they send it to NGOs, and those NGOs then send it back to the Democrats. That's what they do. What are you doing for me here? So this is their website, and they actually have their little Agenda 2030 on oh, there. there you go. There you go, for the 2030 agenda. Because nobody can hear you. Well, they can hear me. Oh, they can hear you? Okay, yeah. okay, as long as they can hear you. But yeah, the uh, 2030 agenda right there at the top with the little the That's little strange, isn't it? It's strange yeah. that... Not only are they, again, the tactics of the one world agenda. The one world agenda is, leave that for me right there. Yep. The, the one world agenda is what? All those different things that I said. So let's use two of them right here. Mass migration, flooding first world countries with third world illegal migrants. And then also espousing climate at the same time. It's one agenda. If you love climate change, you love illegal migration. Until, just like all the New Yorkers learn, who love climate change, love COVID mitigation, mitigations, love their Excelsior pass, which is a vaccine passport, inside of, inside of NYC, love their facial recognition, CBDCs, and social credit systems, love all that, which inherently means you love illegal mass migration, until, lo and behold, it lands on your doorstep. Which is, by the way, I warn all the leftists that are watching right now, you may love all of this until CBDC lands on your doorstep, and they turn off your bank account because you're not left enough anymore. Just remember that. All right, you can bring it back to me. I don't even remember where I was. But anyway, so I just wanted to let you know that. It is. It's all, that's what, that's what this entire political system is. And it includes most Republicans. Not all Republicans. Most Republicans. They send money to an NGO. That NGO sends money back to them for their campaigns. You're like, well, Tom, their campaigns, that doesn't mean they're making it personally. Oh, you believe that? No, they just give it to their relative who's running their campaign. Maxine Waters does it. Ilhan Omar does it. Bernie Sanders does it. How does Swalwell fly all over the globe in a private jet while he's, while he's espousing climate change mitigations? I always like to put that in there. They fly all over the globe in their private jets espousing climate change mitigations. How, does, how can Eric Swalwell, who makes $147,000 a year, afford to live in California where he lives, afford to have a house in California where he lives, expensive house, I've seen it, and, and a, a house or a condo in D.C. and fly around the globe on a private jet because those are campaign funds. Yep. That's what he does. I mean, just so you, that's it. That's how, that's how it works. All right, so let me change subjects here. Let's go to Democratic Party crime. We've already talked about trans crime. Let's go to another. Remember now, the number one existential threat to America, Aaron, Aaron and Will, put yourself on. The number one existential threat to America is? <laughs> white supremacist terrorism. White supremacist terrorism. <laughs> all right, so let's look at some white supremacist terrorism. All right, Aaron, get, get out all the videos that we have. 
We have a, how many, I mean, how many videos do you think we have in our library? Thousands oh. upon tens of thousands? Oh, yeah. Tens of thousands in our video library. They can't ever get our stuff, by the way, because Aaron set up a server farm, and there ain't no way they can touch it. Not going to happen. Yee! <laughs> we got our own. Black Robe is always on. They can't touch us, so you yep. can just suck it. <laughs> so you, there ain't nothing you can do about it. So, anyway, we, we don't have any. And believe me, if there was a white supremacist problem, I would be the first to show it. You know where white supremacist <laughs> comes from? I'm talking about white supremacist terrorism, Ku Klux Klan, radical leftism. Yep. It's always claimed to be, it's always put on the doorstep of right-wingers, radical right-winger Nazis. Their Nazis are national socialists. So how are you a right-winger if you're a socialist? Skinheads were socialists. They were not right-wingers, ever. They were traditional Democrat socialists. Just so everybody knows. So I've asked, I've asked Aaron... Get all the videos out of our white supremacist terrorism. He doesn't have any. I guarantee you this. If I asked him to, he'd find them. <laughs> I'm being facetious right now, but if I asked him to, he'd find them. If I could ask him right now, find me something, you know, on Jerry Nadler, he'd have it on here. I mean, literally, you could put a timer on it, 60 seconds. If I said, give me a Nadler video, he'd have a Nadler video. He'd find <laughs> it. Believe me. There are none. They may claim 1-6, but that had nothing to do with white supremacist terrorism, nor was it terrorism, nor had anything to do with white supremacists. Nor was it anything else but a glorified trespassing. But anyway, so there is none. So let's look at this now. I just labeled this section Democratic Party crime because all of this is happening. Because, and you need to get the duplicity of this. It's happening because of Democratic policies. And those policies are on purpose to instigate this crime. Because if they instigate this crime... It gives them justification to come and confiscate your firearms. Look at the rampant crime. Look at the rampant gun crimes that none of these Soros bought and paid for. District attorneys are prosecuting. Look at the rampant gun crime that's happening. Lawlessness abounds everywhere, they say. So we need to go and confiscate all the lawful gun owners' guns. That's the point of all of this. It's the point of all of this. And this is in Philadelphia. Now, who, who is, now most of you have seen this stuff online already because, again, it was making the, it was making the, the circuit on uh, Twitter, and I'm assuming everywhere else. But who runs Philadelphia? I mean, Philadelphia's run, the district attorney is Larry Krasner. Larry Krasner just got voted in again. Who funds Larry Krasner? Who doesn't prosecute anybody? That would be George Soros. Literally, George Soros bought and paid for the election of Larry Krasner. And this is all on purpose. And by the way, rumor has some, I would give the proper credit, but I can't remember who said it. I'm trying to remember, but Need to watch out for sheriff's races. Because that is Soros' next target. Because he knows that sheriffs are actually the most powerful law enforcement entities in America are sheriff's offices. Sheriff's offices, you listen, you don't have to listen to the FBI. Governors, you can kick FBI out of your state. But I digress. So here is Philadelphia, rampant crime, Andy No video. BLM rioters. How are these people BLM? Black Lives Matter for what? I mean, you know what I mean? Black, I mean, what I'm saying is Black Lives Matter is rioting for what purpose? What? what where? For what happened in Philadelphia that caused this riot? Looted a liquor store in Philadelphia during a night of mass theft. What, what exactly? Mass theft in the name of racial justice. Somebody define for me what does that even mean? Why? And how would theft be a proper protest for racial justice? Or is it just a bunch of self-centered, enabled... Black Americans who, for, that all, of the, all the white people are scared to death of being called, called racist. I'm not at all. Crime is crime, whether it's committed by a white person or black. I don't care. 
But these are a bunch of enabled people, entitled people now that feel like they can commit crimes because they feel like they've been told that crimes have been committed against them. Yeah. What crime has been committed against any of these black people in this room? I mean, in this video. Think of that. They feel entitled to loot the store because crimes have been committed against them by white people. What crimes? Show me videos. Yeah, I mean, listen. I could do this, and I might. I could show you every night, every podcast, a video or videos, and that means three times a week, a video or videos of black people attacking white people, but I can't find one of white people attacking black people. Why? Because white people do not, and listen, you're like, oh, right there, now I'm a racist, right? Now I'm a xenophobe. Now I'm a racist. No, I'm not anything. I'm telling you, I can't find any. I would be, I would attack white supremacist terrorism because it's socialist and leftist. And I would attack it just because it's violent and wrong anyway, as it would anything that's terroristic. But I can't find any. I would play them. I yeah. would. Yeah, he would. There aren't any. There are none of white people attacking black people. I would play the videos of any people, of, of any race, attacking transgender people. They say there's a transgender genocide. Where? What transgender person has been killed by non-transgender people? Show me a video. It's all that you notice how, again, it's the leverage you into a one world commerce system, the exact same agenda, using the exact same narratives. We're going to control you with a very small percentage of there's violence against trans people. I can't find any, but let's just say there is. There's a small, very small percentage of violence that's done against trans people. Where? I don't know. It on one video. So they use that to usher in a globalist control narrative, globalist control agenda. Same thing they did with COVID. It's the same thing. A 0.1% death rate and everything locks down. Climate change, 0.04% of the atmosphere is CO2 and you're locked down the global economy for that. All right, so back to Philadelphia. Here are the BLM rioters rioting against who knows what. I guess their inability to buy liquor. Is <laughs> they're just looting a liquor store here. What does that have to do with racial justice? Probably owned by a black businessman or woman, by the way. So BLM rioters looted a liquor store in Philadelphia during a, ma- a night of mass theft in the name of racial justice. Play for me, Will. their child and they don't have money so you maybe have to you're, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night so how many of those kids are being fed with crown royal <laughs> whiskey's bread right i mean yeah i mean i guess i guess there is a measure of grain and whiskey <laughs> is that what aoc's talking about see how stupid these people are 
I mean, listen, some of them are, they're not stupid. It's actual, it's, it's actually their agenda. And that's, these are the policies that they're trying to push forward. AOC is the exception of that. She's just stupid. Just a stupid human being. Tell me, tell me how those people were going there to supply their families with bread. Now I know that's from the past and she would say that it didn't apply to that video, but how is this ever justified at all? And where was there ever one video? That justifies her narrative that this is happening so that people can feed their children. You ever look, you ever freeze frame the video? You look at the feet, the photographer, I don't want to call him a photographer, video, I don't want to call her a videographer. Person shooting that video is a person yeah. named Meatball has been arrested. How, and notice how fat she is. How, 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 did you notice, did you notice in the video not one person starving to death? You notice how they're not stealing bread at all, they're actually stealing alcohol, they're actually stealing what is a drug? It's truly amazing that you actually have such a lack of self-awareness, such a lack of self-respect, such a lack of human dignity that you will come out and espouse narratives that video shows you are wrong. Right. Amazing to me. Amazing to me. And those are all, where's that happening in any non-democratic party area? I mean, again, it, it truly, absolutely flummoxes my mind. Blows my mind that people will come out and say that they love what the Democratic Party does. That's what the Democratic Party does. And where where are where is rampant, just absolute, I'm trying to think of a, of a bigger word than rampant, just complete and total lawlessness. Where is this happening? Only in Democratic Party controlled areas. Only. Yep. It's not happening right here. It's not happening. Listen, I live in Sarasota County, Florida. It's not happening in Sarasota. It's not happening in Tampa. It's happening in Philadelphia. It's happening in LA. It's happening in Boston. It's happening, of course, in New York City. It's happening in Portland. It's happening in Seattle. Only Democrat, happening in San Francisco. Only happening in Democratic Party controlled areas. And then again, you have to be so devoid of human dignity and self-respect that you will be a Democratic Party pundit and come out and say, look how great the Democratic Party is. It's amazing. All right, Cambridge Tweet, just to show you the evidence of some of this. CVS has announced it will close approximately 900 stores wow. nationwide by the end, 900, by the end of 2024, due to the increase in shoplifting. Now, the CVS won't say, but what city do you think that's in? <laughs> I'm sure they all, Cambridge Tweet, I'm sure they all are in Republican-ran cities. Just kidding. You know they're in Democrat cities because everything they touch, they destroy. That's correct. And then you have Democratic Party pundits. Joy Reid, Medea San, Jake Tapper, Nicole Wallace, Joe and Mor- Joe, uh, Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, or let's just call him Joe Brzezinski. <laughs> They'll all come out and, uh, and espouse the great virtue of the Democratic Party. Gavin Newsom will come out and espouse the greatness of his agenda. How many of those 900 stores do you think are leaving California? Oh, man. How many of those? We will know eventually. They will, the CVS will release those statistics. I'll bet you right now, 100 of them are coming out of California, minimum. 100 are coming out of California. They've already left. Walgreens, CVS, I can't remember which, has already left San Francisco. They can't take it anymore. You can't take... 300 people a day stealing $900 worth of merchandise and nobody's prosecuting them. Even if you did prosecute them, how are you ever going to get your merchandise back? 
Go to the next one for me, Will. Insider Paper Tweet showed this one on Tuesday. Breaking Target says it will close nine stores in major cities citing violence and theft. You know, it's not, it's, it is violence for sure, but it's violence in theft and theft and violence. The violence that goes on inside their stores in the name of theft. Violence that's done while, while they're stealing out of their stores. Now they're closing up. So now, now we need to remember Brandon Johnson, mayor of Chicago. This is now, we have, whenever you have mass looting, which of course they've had in Chicago, Mass looting, completely lawless. Every weekend, at minimum, 30 shootings. Every weekend. Friday through Sunday, 30 shootings, 7, 8 dead. Every weekend, under Lori Lightfoot, now under Brandon Johnson. It was even worse than Lori Lightfoot. We didn't think that was possible, but it is. So he wanted to make sure, now this is a while ago, but he wanted to make sure, not that long ago, this year, but not, you know, right after he won the election here. He wanted to make sure that, you know, we're not going to do anything about the the rampant looting, we're not going to do anything about that. The uncontrolled looting, we're not going to do anything about that. But we need to make sure that we use the right uh, verbiage when describing mass lawlessness and looting. We need to use the right verbiage. Here he is. Play for me, Will. That's not appropriate. We're not talking about mob actions. I didn't say that. What, what happened? Uh, okay, what I'm... Hold on a second, okay? Respectfully, these large gatherings... These large gatherings, just hold on a second, y'all. I promise you, we have time to talk. It's important that we speak of these dynamics in an appropriate way. This is not to obfuscate what is actually taking place. This was the scene near Roosevelt and Canal Sunday night. Groups looted a convenience store. More than three dozen teenagers were arrested along with a 12-year-old and at least one 20-year-old. Store owners say it was the second such incident in that area in just the past few weeks. And today, Mayor Johnson commended Chicago police for the way they handled it. To the best of their ability, I believe that they attempted to engage with our young people, with community partners, giving as much warning as they possibly could. And, you know, unfortunately, arrest, you know, were... Hear the verbiage, of course. They always have their own language. You know, of course, together alone, alone together, whatever. <laughs> they always have to come up with all their own language. Yep. And that engage, engage with law enforcement, with these young... They, the law enforcement engage with these young people. Uh, you mean the... Number one, you don't even know how old, old these people are. <laughs> engage with these young people. You mean the mob? Oh, wait, you can't call it a mob. You have to call it a large gathering. <laughs> That's what's, that's what's important, by the way, is that it's a large gathering. Not a mob. But it doesn't matter if they're stealing things. It doesn't matter that they are getting hurt, that they're crushing businesses, causing people to lose their jobs, causing people to mass migrate out of your city. doesn't matter. None of that matters. What matters is that you frame it correctly, that you use the correct verbiage, and that you call it a large gathering, not a looting mob of unlawful people, which is what it is. A looting mob of criminals. That's what it is. But Brandon Johnson, what's most important to him is not stopping the crime, but that you call the crime by the right name. A large gathering, not a mob. All right, here's more. Gain of, a gain of Fauci video. Yeah, this is the this is the, this this is the mass looting in Philadelphia, which I'm not going to call a large gathering. <laughs> These are mobs of looting people. And by the way, again, and here I'm going to be called a racist. This is not white people. This is not white supremacist terrorism. And why am, I, why am I making it about race? Because I'm sorry, every looter in the video is black. It's nothing to do. It's not me that's making it about race. It's the black people making it about race. These are entitled people who believe, and again, 
Lots and lots, you know, most black people are law-abiding people, law-abiding citizens. Most white people are law-abiding citizens. There are no white supremacist terrorists. And by the way, there's no black supremacist terrorists either, For all, statistically speaking, unless you, you know, they're talking about Black Lives Matter, which is for all intents and purposes. Patrice Cullors had to buy her three mansions and pretty much defunded Black Lives Matter. Right. But it's got nothing to do with that. I'm just saying, when the FBI, Christopher Ray says the number one threat to America is white supremacist terrorism, Where? Where where are the ma- where are the mobs of white people looting stores? I mean, I will put it on here. I'll put it on the podcast. I don't listen, and I know I'm already being labeled, I'll be labeled a racist. I'm saying it's got nothing to do with skin color. It has to do with culture. And the black culture now feels like they're entitled. Yep. Not everybody who's black, the, there's a black urban culture that feels like they've been entitled because they've been being told by CRT and DEI for years. That you have been victimized your whole life by who? By Will? By me? By Aaron? Who's victimized you? So now they feel entitled to go beat up white people, beat up Asian people. And by the way, Aaron brought up that interesting (laughs) FBI statistic. The only evidence of any sort of violence against transgender people is committed on transgender people. Men dressed as women, so we'll call them trans women. The only violence against trans women is committed by, statistically speaking, black men who are using them for prostitution. That's FBI UCR statistic, by the way. Whoops. Is that the trans genocide? All lies. Everything, Everything that Black Lives Matter was founded on, all lies. White supremacist terrorism is the number one problem in America, espoused by Christopher Wray, Lisa Monaco, Merrick Garland, Joe Biden, all lies. Where? But we have a black community, a portion of the black community feels like they are entitled to commit crimes because they're owed merchandise. They're owed reparations because their ancestors 200 years ago were victimized. They haven't been victimized since. since. If anything, the, the system is incentivized to give them opportunities. Yep. Please give me a break. And I was part of a governmental system for 25 straight years, 1992 to 2017, as a cop right here in Sarasota County, Florida. I can tell you, this system is incentivized to giving minorities of all sorts opportunities, even to the place of reverse discrimination, affirmative action being one of them. So here it is, gain-of-function video. Here, listen to Meatball. That's the young, fat, black woman that was, who's not dying, AOC. She's not lacking bread. Her carb amount, her carb intake, <laughs> according to her body structure, is immense, <laughs> along with her body structure. But here she is cackling. I, prayed this, I played this on the pregame. Man, I played the whole thing. It's really annoying. But here's the person. The person here, this is not added on. It's not somebody making fun of this. This is Meatball rejoicing at what she's seeing. Play it for me. Yeah. 
That is a that is a sad state of affairs inside the black community in Philadelphia. Not speaking for everybody in the black community, but it's a sad state of affairs if any portion of your community behaves like that. Sad, sad state of affairs. I don't even think there should be a black community. But that listen, that's done by the Democrats. Democrats want there to be a black community that hates the white community and the white community hates the black community so that they can perpetually get black votes that will protect them so that they'll get black votes so that the black votes believe that the white politicians are, pre- are protecting them against white men. It's like the mafia. Yeah, literally, yeah, it's a protection racket. It's all that it is. Aaron just said it's like the mafia. Yeah, it's just a protection racket. It's all it is. Here's the girl that was shooting that video, Graham Allen video. I want you to meet Meatball. Play it for me. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Everybody. Everybody must eat. Yes. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. There you go. Everybody must eat. That's a liquor store. So how is everybody going to eat? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's amazing. All right, now listen, I've got a lot of stuff here. And it's on the, the hearings today with the Biden administration, Joe's payments, all that stuff. I'm looking at it here. I'm, I'm, I might skip it because, I mean, you all know about it. I mean, we, I've got to talk about it nauseam. We'll get ready. We're going to switch up. I'm going to go right to vaccines and COVID because you got you to see this stuff. We all know, listen, we all know that Joe Biden – Receive money from Hunter. It's going to come out eventually. We all know that. Whether, I'll be honest with you, part of the reason why I don't want to get into it is because they're not, they're not conducting this, this hearing correctly. They're not calling the right the witnesses. They should have Devin Archer there. Should have Rudy Giuliani there. Should have all the right people there. The IRS agents, everything else. I don't know. Sometimes I just think this stuff is sham so that they are checking boxes so that they can say that they did what they promised people like me and you they would do. I, I don't know. So let's, I'm going to skip over that. So we're going to go to Peter. Let's go to Peter St. Ange video. Will, um, up ahead. There you go. So I want you to look at this now. I want you to see this because I want you to know where your money went. $7.5 trillion was spent on COVID so far. <laughs> did everybody know that? $7.5 trillion only 10% of that went to health. I'm looking at the two guys next to me. 90% went to other causes. That means, at a, in the, in Peter St. Ange, follow him on Twitter. I mean, you want these, the best economic prognosticator you can follow. Him and Edward Dowd. Edward Dowd, fantastic on vaccine deaths and infirmities. Not with ethical skeptic. Ethical skeptic kind of flies over my head sometimes, though. I'll, I'll be honest with you. But... Ethical skeptics, some kind of genius. Follow these people on social media. But that means out of $7.5 trillion, $700 billion was spent on public health. Oh, my gosh. So one-seventh of a trillion. No, seven-tenths of a trillion was spent yeah. out of the $7.5 trillion. Amazing. But I'll let Peter St. on speak for it. Play for it. Play for it. it turns out almost all of the $7.5 trillion COVID spending orgy went to fully fund the institutional left who is currently trying to enslave us. My heritage colleagues Richard Stern and David Ditch released a new report that found almost none of the $7.5 trillion pumped out allegedly for COVID actually went to health. Instead, roughly 90% went to handouts and crony payments, much of that siphoned to the institutional left that has become the Democrats' power base, meaning your local rioters, 
hand gluers, and that army of fact-checking censors are now fully funded, courtesy of your tax dollars. First, the numbers. Between 2020 and 2022, new spending authorizations from Washington totaled $7.5 trillion. It's about $57,400 per American household, so a second mortgage. Shockingly, almost none of it actually went to health. Just $700 billion, or less than 10% of that, was even spent on public health, setting aside whether or not it was useful or not. Instead, as Stern and Ditch write, quote, the spending spree focused on welfare expansions, cash handouts, and opportunistic subsidies for a variety of special interests. So who are those special interests? Well, trillions went to green projects. Biden's famous Build Back Better cynically rebranded the Inflation Reduction Act. More went to the left's universe of government-funded nonprofits for everything from LGBT and diversity to, of course, sustainability. On top of bailouts for Hollywood, public transportation, blue city budget holes, the post office, a reliable Democrat base, even bailouts for union pensions, which were running a $757 billion debt. Then, of course, the military industrial complex, which is what Republicans got in return, who continues to loot the Treasury to the tune of $2 trillion per year on national defense. That's $1,250 per month per household to fund every proxy war they can find while giving free security to any dictator who can cash a check. It's good for Lockheed. It is good for America. All those crony trillions, of course, led to the skyrocketing inflation. Seven and a half trillion comes to roughly half the entire supply of dollars in existence pre-COVID. So, about so why did COVID exist? Did COVID exist so that the government would spend $7.5 million or do we spend $7.5 million on COVID? Which one was it? Did COVID exist so that it gave them an excuse to print $7.5 trillion? And that doesn't count this year, by the way. Doesn't count this year. So did COVID exist so that the government would have an excuse to smash our economy and cause hyperinflation? Hyperinflation, making it so that you cannot afford a house, a home, an apartment, or anything else, so that BlackRock could come in and buy it up and then rent it back to you only if you check all the boxes that are required for you to rent a home. Leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point controlled by them. So did COVID exist so that they could spend $7.5 million? Or did we spend $7.5 million because COVID existed? I'm telling you right now, COVID existed so that they could get the vaccine passports. COVID was made so that they would spend $7.5 million. 50% of today's currency currently in circulation was printed during COVID. Half of the money, half of the dollar bills, the 20s, the 5s, the 10s, the 100s were printed during COVID that are in currently in circulation. That's why our food costs are up 20%. And the only reason why you're not paying $10 a gallon for gas is because Joe Biden wants to be reelected and he rated the strategic oil reserve, which is now at its lowest rate, its lowest amount, whatever the what lowest total, low, lowest total amount of gallons, or whatever, how, however you want to frame it. They're the least amount in our strategic oil reserve than in the last 50 years or so. I can't remember the statistics. Don't hold me to it, but it's the least amount we've had in a very long time. It's $57,000 per person in the United States. 57,000 times 330 million. That's, what they, that's where they come up with 7.5 million. 
Where did this money go? At a, remember, you always got to remember, because we, we deal in all these numbers, $33 trillion in debt. We were $31 trillion in debt in June. We're $33 trillion in debt in September. We basically skipped over $32 trillion. Usually we're 30, we're, you know, just over, you know, during the, during the Trump administration, he spent way too much money, mainly on COVID though. Trump did good until COVID, he blew it on COVID. Because he's too afraid to stand up and just be sweet and that's what you got to do. Don't spend billions on ventilators that don't work, billions on vaccines that don't work, billions on masks that don't work, billions on lockdowns, and then having to pay the people that you're forcing to stay home, pay them their $600 a week or a month or whatever it is. Causing us to go $7.5 trillion more in debt, $33 trillion now. But during the Trump administration, we'd be like, all right, we're $25 trillion this year. Year and a half later, crossing to 26. Year and a half later, crossing to 27. Not under the Biden administration. Under the Biden administration, we're $30, $31 trillion in debt in June. And by September of the same year, we're $33 trillion in debt. That's why, that's why AOC is so concerned about people affording bread. That's why your grocery costs have gone up 20%. If you hadn't rated the strategic oil reserve, you'd be $7 to $10 a gallon right now because that's where we were prior to him rating the strategic oil reserve. Which, by the way, they want to fight a two-front war without a strategic oil reserve at full capacity. Brilliant move. Where did all this money go? So remember, a trillion is a thousand billions. That's a trillion dollars. It's a thousand billions. So less than a trillion of the, less than, less than one-seventh of it Basically, less than a tenth of it, less than a tenth of that $7.5 trillion, less than a tenth of it, $700 billion was spent on allegedly on public health, which means what? Buying plexiglass windows to, to be the stand in between kids' desks at school, public health, masking that does nothing, vaccine that does nothing, lockdowns that, when I say nothing, I mean to stop a viral infection. Does plenty of the opposite, which is harm. Vaccines do nothing to stop transmission infection, nothing to stop hospitalization, nothing to stop death from the very disease that you're being vaccinated against. But they do cause myocarditis and blood clotting and antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. So where did all this money go? Only $700 billion was spent on quote-unquote public health, which one on earth, I don't even want to give that. So was it even, did they even spend a billion dollars on COVID mitigations? Really? Any, I mean, do we even know? Just because this is labeled public health? And this is coming from, this is allegedly, of course, coming from the government. These are the government statistics. So out of $7.5 trillion of COVID spending money, $700 billion, less than a tenth, went to public health. The rest of it was spent on the following. Welfare expansion. expansion. What does that have to do with COVID? Uh, green um, subsidiary actions uh, for people to buy solar panels. Uh, nonprofits, all leftist nonprofit groups like BLM, Antifa, public transit. What's that got to do with COVID? You weren't even allowed to be on public transit. Yeah. Uh, the post office, uh, union uh, retirement funds, union pensions, and the military industrial complex. Again, it's very weird, isn't it? I wonder if that's interesting because who has said over the last year and a half that this was a DO, this all was a DOD op? That would be Department of Defense. I've said it and I got it from other people. COVID was, the COVID response was a DOD operation. I'm talking about vaccines to lockdowns, everything. Because in order for you to leap the hurdles of regulation that were leaped, this was during the Trump administration, 
To leap those hurdles of regulation, it had to be a DOD response. It had to be labeled as a response to a bioweapons attack. Otherwise, you won't get your your emergency use authorizations, UUAs. You won't get them. You can't get them unless it's a DOD response. That's why they also had to smash hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, monoclonal therapy, zinc, and vitamin D, and being outdoors. They had to smash all that because you can't have a viable option to the vaccine or you won't get an EUA either. So all of this $7.5 trillion, only $700 billion of it with the COVID. So basically, uh, $6.8 trillion, $6.8 trillion went to all these things that I named. And part of it being the very DOD that was in charge of the COVID response. So was COVID created so people could get money or was money needed because of COVID? I think we know the answer to that. COVID was created so that these people could get money yeah. and get power. Isn't it? Now, this is another side. Now, I covered a little bit of this, but there's a COVID connection to this that I wasn't aware of when I showed you this on Tuesday. Baltimore City Schools run now for five, six, seven, eight straight decades by, Demo- by the Democratic Party. Everything that sucks in this country. All lawlessness, all mass crime, mass looting, and of course, we're not Brandon Johnson, mob looting, All is occurring solely and completely in Democratic Party run cities and states. Just know that. That's a fact. And they'll say, oh, yeah, there's mass looting in St. Louis, and that's a red state. Uh, St. Louis is a red state. I mean, Missouri is a red state. But St. Louis has been run by Democrats for decade after decade after five, six, seven, eight straight decades. So please, that's what you'll, you'll see the Krasensteins put out, Brooklyn Dad put that out, Manita San, Joy Reid. Look at it. The, the, the worst crime rates in the country are in red states. Yeah, red states that have St. Louis living in them. Or Atlanta. Or yeah, Atlanta and Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Georgia's a red state with Atlanta in it. So yeah, you're going to have mass crime in the area solely and completely for decades been controlled by, Demo- by the Democratic Party. So here's Baltimore City Schools. I'll play the video first, and then you'll see the COVID connection. Play for me, Will. And what we found is hard to believe. Students took the test in the spring of 2023. Just a few months ago, we found 13 city high schools where not one student who took the state math test scored proficient. Not one student. These are the 13 schools, which includes some of the city's most well-known high schools like Patterson, Frederick Douglass, and Reginald F. Lewis. In total, students at 33 high schools took the state math exam last spring. In our analysis, we are not including Eager Street Academy because it's located inside the Baltimore City Detention Center. Of the 32 high schools remaining, if 13 had zero students test proficient, that means 40% of all Baltimore City high schools could not produce a single student who's doing math at grade level. But that's not the only alarming finding we made. In these 13 high schools, more than 1,700 students took the test and nearly 1,300 or 74.5% scored a one out of four, the lowest level, meaning those students are not even close to being proficient. And keep in mind, last school year, Baltimore City Schools received $1.6 billion from taxpayers. 
the most ever. The district also received an additional $799 million from the federal government in COVID relief funding. Yet still, not a single student at 13 city high schools tested proficient in... You see how it's all one agenda? It's all one agenda. COVID's tied. You just saw it on Peter St. Ange. All of this $7.5 trillion allegedly for COVID-19, but only $700 billion of that went to COVID. And they and they will claim this $799 million was part of that $700 billion. Just, I mean, imagine that. Oh, it was a $799 million, is that what they said? Yes, $799 million from the state. That was state. sent to Baltimore? Yeah. Was it really $799 for yeah. one city? Was that right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I wrote it down at $799. Gosh, dog. Yeah, like, $799 million. Holy, yeah. for one city. <laughs> I mean, and, and again. In COVID relief. In co- right, in COVID <laughs> relief, but that was sent exclusively to the schools. Right. $799 million was sent to the Baltimore schools for COVID relief. Seven, and now, now remember, I know, I mean, I'm being redundant, but I want you to get this. $7.5 trillion was spent on COVID, but only $700 billion of it went to public health. And of that 700, 700 billion, 799 million, which is almost a billion, was sent to one school district that's exclusively Democratic. Yep. And of that, in, the, in that school district, get this down, out of 40% of the high schools, 40%, so let's just break it down, make, let's make it easy. In half of their high schools, they couldn't find one kid who's proficient in math. Not one. And then the ones that were allegedly quote unquote proficient, 75% of them scored at the lowest levels. <laughs> so they're really not even proficient. Right. right. So if they're measured from one to four, four being the best, 75% of them were a one. And this school got an additional 700, school district got $799 million worth of COVID relief. So again, was COVID produced for the money or was the money produced for COVID? COVID was produced for the money. But wait, it gets worse. And wokeness tweet. At the, at the top five schools in Baltimore, only 11%, these are the best of the best of the schools. In most of the schools, you can't find one kid is proficient in math. And the ones that are allegedly proficient in math, um, 75% of them score at the lowest level. But it gets worse because at the top schools, the top performing schools in Baltimore, been Democratic Party run for de- for eight or nine decades. Only 11% of the students are proficient in math. The top five schools, and Wokeness puts it. Oh, my There you gosh. go. Let's go to the next thing, Will. Uh, Rando Land tweet. COVID relief. Just want you to know where your money went. $7.5 trillion, but only $705 billion were actually used for COVID. The rest went to green energy, welfare expansion, subsidiary green energy, public transit, post office, union... Uh, Union retirements, union pensions, military industrial complex. The rest of, so seven out of the seven point five trillion, only six point eight trillion went to COVID, just so you know. COVID relief, shuttered venue operators grant SVOG amount ten million dollars. Recipient, Oregon Shakespearean Festival Association. Year twenty twenty one, Joe Biden. They received ten million dollars worth of your COVID relief funds so that they could do Hamlet. Just so you know, these are the things that we need to be holding people responsible for. Let's go to the next one, Will. 
Vigilant Fox tweet. Just want to show you some current events. Biden administration, look at the date on the bottom. Today, 926, what's today? 28th? 28th. So yep. two days ago, the Biden administration orders American Airlines to reinstate contact tracing. That'll be 43 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. Oh, you know, all the COVID-caving Christians, COVID-caving conservatives, COVID-caving liberals, COVID-caving clergy. You know, we need to do our part, be a community partner, a good neighbor. We need to show our compassion, put on our masks, lock down, lock down our churches, do Zoom services, stand six feet apart. We know, oh, yeah, you know, how, like I always say, I remember seeing the Christians on, on Facebook saying, I don't see why everybody gets so upset about people wearing masks. Because here we are, dummy, 42, almost 43 months later, and here comes contact tracing again, dummy. You don't give Satan an inch. He'll take your life. You don't give the Antichrist spirit an inch. He'll take your freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. What do you do with that? Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. What do you do? Acquiesce, capitulate to people taking your freedom? No, it says... It is for freedom that Christ says free. Stand firm then. Yep. Stand firm then. That's what you're it is for freedom that Christ says free. Stand firm then. And do not let them, do not, do not let them steal your freedoms. You stand firm in the freedom. And don't be yoked, don't be yoked again into slavery, is how the verse says. And don't be burned again with the yoke of slavery. That's the exact quote. It is for freedom that Christ says free. Stand firm then and do not be burned again with the yoke of slavery. 43 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. And here comes contact tracing again. Just like Alex Jones predicted, Alex Jones is right every single time. Got to show you this. Valglass, Valglass video. Just an just it's a little bit long, a little bit long. It's three minutes, three minutes or four minutes, something like that. But you got to see it. This is Dan Andrews, former premier, strangely premier. That's basically the governor of a, of the state of Victoria inside of Australia. One of the biggest, most disgusting COVID totalitarians on the planet. Mysteriously resigned after just being reelected not six, seven, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. Mysteriously resigned, just like Jacinda Ardern. Mysteriously resigned has now been hired on at the United Nations, of course. I wonder where Dan Andrews is probably going to be a professor at Harvard. But Dan Andrews mysteriously resigned because they're all getting out because Nuremberg trials are coming for people like him who violated human rights, I mean, for years, years and years. But here's Val Glass video, Alan Jones talking. Despot's legacy really stinks. Play it for me. I'm a great admirer, as I said last night, of people who offer themselves for public service. And Daniel Andrews has been in the Victorian Parliament since 2002. But it is difficult to find anything that might justify arguing that Daniel Andrews made a distinguished and positive contribution to political life in Australia. Because quite simply, he didn't. And now he is yet another of the coronavirus mafia dictators, the modern day Hitlers, who have departed the scene. Andrews is going and leaving the mess for others to clean up. He would never have passed scrutiny and an appropriate inquiry into coronavirus. But his mate, Prime Minister Albanese, has given the states a free pass. Remember, it was the Andrews government's quarantining in hotels that contributed to 800 deaths. It was Andrews who forced Melburnians to endure some of the most draconian restrictions in the world. 262 days locked down in 2020 and 2021. 
262 days, nearly a year. The first one in March 2020, 43 days, and then the longest lockdown in the world between July 9 and October 27, 111 days. And all studies since demonstrated clearly that lockdowns were no answer. What is worse, they were destructive. I made that point many times. Will we ever know how many Victorians were personally, financially and emotionally destroyed by the dictatorial edicts of Daniel Andrews? I've also said many times that the impact on business, especially Melbourne's central district, on students locked out of school and the mental health damage done to them, we will never know. People will remember the 8pm to 5am curfew. Couldn't go anywhere. Here was a deeply authoritarian man, the kind of bloke who would refuse to be interviewed, didn't want to deal with hostile or penetrating questions. He just did it. He loved secrecy. His supporters would argue that he possessed formidable skills of political theatre. Well, here is a manifestation of that political theatre, and people today should not forget it. in relation to a Facebook post, in relation to a lockdown protest. They were cracking down on offending of a different kind, a group of men who were not wearing face masks. One, two, three, four, five. You're arresting someone for no reason. Leave him alone! Leave him alone! Leave him alone! What are you doing? What the f are you doing? Get off me! Get off me! Six of them came and arrested me and put my hands in handcuffs and it's like. Disgraceful, isn't it? Absolutely disgraceful. The bloke should be in the dock. Simple. He should be made to answer for all of that. There you go. So I just the thing is, you're like Tom. That's redundant. It's from years ago. First of all, it's not that. That's not that long ago. It goes all the way from 20. He had 111 days. There was a lockdown for like 60 days. Then they kind of got their freedoms. Remember, remember the vacillation. Then they kind of got their freedoms back. Then they went all, this is all under Dan Andrews in Victoria, which is well, where Melbourne is, just so everybody knows. Then they did 111 straight, 111 day lockdown. 111 straight days worth of lockdown. I mean, that's who this guy was. And that was all in Victoria. 
I mean, you see this picture. I mean, it, it's a little, it's a little blurry. I wish you get a little bit better one, but look at the look at the outfits. Yeah, you can let it run here, and that's fine. You can actually back it up and let it run a little bit. Look at these outfits. I mean, they look like literally imperial imperial stormtroopers. Yeah, right there. Look at these guys. I mean, who who decided to go red and black and just beat the living crowd? Look at they look like storm. Why do you have to be all geared up for people that you're arresting for not wearing a mask? Yeah, these are not people that are wielding swords and knives. Or no guns, of course, are not allowed in Australia because they did a mass gun confiscation. Which, by the way, just so all the, all the Australians understand, and a lot of the people in this video, these videos, you're getting beat because you've already capitulated to wearing masks. Yep. Don't ever give them an inch or you end up with these stormtroopers. And nobody can defend themselves against tyranny because they have no Second Amendment because they did a mass gun buyback. But by the way, just so you know, they'll always espouse, look how great Australia is because they did a mass gun buyback. They have more felonious crime now, and they actually have more guns now than they did then. Just so you know. Yeah. People, I mean, but this is why you don't ever give them an issue. Why are you going out in the streets, smashing women to the ground in your stormtrooper outfit, fully up armored? You got full body armor on, your crazy Star Wars uh, helmets on, to do what to this woman wearing yoga pants? I was a cop for 25 years. These Gestapo cops are absolutely repulsive to me repulsive human beings, disgusting human beings. You, you, I mean, you honestly believe that you are an agent of law enforcement and you are breaking laws to enforce law? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Makes absolutely no sense. More on Dan Andrews. You just got to, I mean, he resigned. Aaron, what was his reason for resigning? Because he didn't want to get sick of his job or something like that? Yeah, he thought it was time to resign because he didn't want to resent his job. Oh, there you go. That's a good reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jacinda Ardern retired because she was tie-tie. <laughs> So there's Wittgenstein, a Wittgenstein video, Blast from the Past. Play it for me, Will. From a situation where to protect the health system, we've got everybody locked down, we're going to move to a situation where to protect the health system, we're going to lock out people who are not vaccinated and can be. If you're making the choice not to get vaccinated, then you're making the wrong choice. You're making the wrong choice. And for safety's sake, and for the back to that point about how much work our nurses have to do, as this becomes absolutely a pandemic of the unvaccinated and we open everything up, it's not going to be safe for people who are not vaccinated to be roaming around the place spreading the virus. That's what they'll be, that's what they'll be doing. So there's every reason, every reason uh, to get vaccinated. And there are appointments of... See, do you look at the galactic idiocy of that statement? Let's look at what he just said. So you're going to have the unvaccinated roaming around spreading the virus. Why do you care if you're vaccinated? Yeah. If, 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 if you're vaccinated and that means that you, can't, that you can't roam around and spread the virus and you can't catch the virus, then why are you worried about all of us unvaccinated people, which are only 4% of the Australian population, 96% vaccinated, 4% of the population is unvaccinated. Why don't you just let us die? We'll roam around, and the only people that we can infect are ourselves, according to your ideology. So basically what he's saying is, I know this vaccine is simply a control mechanism that doesn't work. So because I can't get control of those 4%, I'm going to falsely accuse them of possibly infecting, of the, of the possibility that they could infect people. False accusation that they are going around with the, the false accusation is, is that they can infect people, but the vaccinated can't infect people when the vaccinated carries around about 250 times the viral load as the unvaccinated. 
and the and the vaccinated has no because a lot of them have antibody dependent enhancement syndrome have no ability to fight off a virus so they are very infectious so you're putting on the false accusation that the unvaccinated are spreading the virus where the vaccinated aren't where it's exactly the opposite the man got absolutely nothing right but he was resoundedly reelected. just so everybody knows what does it matter with Australians? Here's some more. Know your human rights video. Dan Andrews, play for me. So first of all, uh, I can announce that by Friday the 15th of October, every single authorised worker that is on that authorised worker list, whether they be in Melbourne or in regional Victoria, will need to have had at least one dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. That is if they want to continue working. If there's people that don't want this mandatory vaccine, how do we manage well, this? Well, then they won't be going to work. To me. So, this, so then, we'll, then we'll go back to work. And Will said this a minute ago. And then he'll say, Dan Andrews will say, the reason why he is resigning is because of the lawsuits coming his way for the businesses that he destroyed, the retirements that he destroyed, and the careers that he destroyed. And he'll say, nobody forced you to get a vaccination. They just did a hearing. They just did the hearing they did a hearing with Pfizer sitting there in Australia. And you had Pfizer saying nobody was forced to do the vaccination. Does that video not contradict that testimony? You don't work, if you don't get the vaccination, you don't work. That's not force. How, how are you going to feed your kids? I guess you can go the American AOC way and start ro- uh, looting liquor stores to feed your kids. But how is it not forced? To, how is it not forcing somebody to take a vaccination? Where if you don't take the vaccination, you don't work. That means you don't eat. You don't pay your rent. There's people wandering the streets in Australia, going, "We're out because we're part of the four percent that didn't get vaccinated. We don't have a job anymore because we can't. We can't. Uh, we're not allowed to have a job because we're not vaccinated. So we don't have any money to pay our rent or pay our mortgage. So we're out. We're just roaming the streets. That's a fact, by the way." Luckily, I guess they had relatives take them in, and not so they didn't starve to death. But the, the people, people like Dan Andrews, he's running, he's running because he's running for his life. He is running not his physical life. He is running for his social life, for his political life, for just being able to be considered a decent being. He's running for it because he knows what he did. And there is a reckoning coming. There's a reckoning coming. And he knows it. That's why him and Jacinda Ardern got out. Here's what Jacinda Ardern play, uh, said. Play for me, Will. So you basically see it. This is going to be like, well, it's almost like uh, you probably don't see it like this. The two different classes of people. If you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, you have all these rights. If you are vaccinated. That is what it is. So, yep. Yep. Can you describe this? Two classes of people, but you weren't forced. You weren't forced to take a vaccination. This is why she retired and ran to the U.N., She'll be nice and safe right there in the UN in the World Economic Forum Circle Bleep Symbiote. She'll be very happy right there, nestled underneath the wing of Klaus Schwab, whose dad was a Nazi. Of course, we got Nazis in Canada. Christia Freeland, assistant prime minister, whose grandfather was a Nazi. I mean, it's just weird how you have all these Nazi connections everywhere. <laughs> but I have to show you this before we go. Dr. Ray video, the Hong Kong Papers concerning this is Dr. Peter McAuliffe with Dell Big Tree. The Hong Kong paper is concerning because they had a large segment that said, you know what the kids, you know what, the kids had no symptoms. 
They had been caught in the they had been caught in the study for other reasons. Now I want to show you this video because this is the type. Now people think number one that vaccine deaths and infirmities and injuries are not happening. They are happening every day. They're just being classified as something else, including long COVID, which is all lies. So I just have to show you this from Peter McCullough and just listen to some of these stats. Play it for me. We're starting to see autopsies, which we couldn't find in the middle of COVID, which was crazy. Why aren't we doing right. autopsies to figure out what's going on here? As you said, some very alarming details. We're also seeing they're starting to admit that these scars are lingering that, and that the problems are, are lingering over time in many ways. Uh, even uh, I, and I think something one of the studies in the articles you put out is this recurrence of sort of uh, myocarditis, like a re-swelling of the heart. Is that happening in some of these kids? Well, here's the concern is the vaccines don't work. So they get COVID anyway. And sometimes just the inflammation of COVID reignites some of the pathogenic uh, processes, potentially myocarditis, but for sure blood clots. Okay. Now I have seen that in my practice over and over again. Vaccine, 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 COVID, blood clots. Case in point, weatherman Al Roker. That's exactly what his scenario was. Same thing with Kirk Herbstreet, ESPN announcer. That was his scenario. Uh, mixtures of vaccine, 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 COVID, more vaccines. Bruce Arians, former coach of the Bucks, hospitalized with myocarditis. So we can actually right. pick public figures. The great concern, though, is I think the case to watch is the case of Oscar Cabrero Adamas. Now, Adamas is a European player uh, from Dominican Republic. He has a cardiac arrest in 2021. He goes down. Now, of these athlete cardiac arrests, roughly two-thirds are fatal. They're not resuscitatable. A third are resuscitated. He's in the third. He gets resuscitated in 2021. Right. He comes out on social media and he says, I have vaccine-induced myocarditis. That's what caused me. So he's honest. He comes right. out and makes the call. So he's taken out of sports appropriately. Presumably, he's appropriately treated. And he's down to this decision of does, does he get an implantable defibrillator or does he not? And I can tell you, the convention has been get a defibrillator. If there's been a cardiac arrest, that's, you know, it, there is a bona fide repeat risk then this can happen. Mm -hmm. So most people in the United States who have had cardiac arrests of different types almost always have a defibrillator. So Adamus does not take a defibrillator, but he's, he's ostensibly recovered. I assume all his measures feeling look good, good feeling, feeling good. Healthy. So he's on a treadmill test. There he is. That's a medical treadmill test in a health center. And so he's got the leads on. This isn't, you know, this isn't going to lifetime fitness. He's right. in a health center. And he dies on this treadmill test. Wow. He dies. Now, I've, I'm a cardiologist. I have supervised treadmill tests for decades. I've never had a patient die on the treadmill. Now, I've had now let me show you how this works because, and this was illustrated when RFK Jr. was on Mike Tyson's um, podcast and he talked about it basically just just for this simplicity of numbers here vaccine companies big pharma whether it's pfizer astrazeneca johnson johnson my uh moderna whatever it is make 60 billion off of vaccines but they make 600 billion off of the treatments for the maladies that are caused by their vaccines everybody get that yeah. 60 million they make 60 billion for the vaccines themselves that's what they clear after lawsuits and everything else. And then they make $600 billion off of the treatments 
for the problems caused by the vaccines that they made $660 billion off of. So $660 billion would be more appropriate $666 billion. So get this down. This is this. I mean, you need to you need to see. I don't want to call it genius, but there's no other way to frame it. The evil genius behind the perpetual told you it's all a symbiote, a giant circle bleep. So you end up getting myocarditis from this vaccine. I mean, you're wondering what happened with 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 uh, Al Roker, Kurt Herbstreit, Bruce Arians, all these all these different people. Wonder why Bruce Arians retired now. I mean, I don't know. Does that have anything to do with it? I don't know. But anyway, I wonder why Dan Andrews is retiring. Mm-hmm. How many times vaccinated is he? Six. So, the interesting thing about it is they're framing a lot of these maladies, these sicknesses, as long COVID. Right? That COVID caused it. Right? Well, listen. Did COVID sort of cause it? Well, let's look at what Peter McAuliffe said. For a year to two years. Now this now. Again, it's only 2023. Everyone started getting vaccinated basically mid-2021. So we're 18 months, two years into this vaccination protocol right now. All right? You know, that's, that's where we're at. MRIs are still showing abnormal in 50 to 80% of cases right now. From people who turned up with, with myocarditis. A year to two years later, their heart, is, their heart lining is still swollen. Which means that's a problem if you want your heart to beat. Yeah. You know, in order for your heart to beat, it needs to be able to beat. That's the that's that's deep, isn't it? Well, the interesting concept that everybody needs to get is what Peter McCullough talked about here. Is they get myocarditis with the shot. Don't know they have it. Remember now, and again, I know this is redundant for everybody that watch this podcast regularly. 757 people still on. God bless each and every one of you. 20 minutes into overtime. 52 years worth of the Tom Lipley study, which is not Tom Lipley study. This is all statistical absolute fact. From 1970 to 2022, 52 years. That's our study, 52 years. In the first 50 years of that 52 years, 1,300 athletes died on the field. In 50 years, 1,300 athletes died on the field. It's from 1970 all the way to 2020. But in 2021 and 2022, 1,700 athletes died in the field in two years. So you go from 1,350 years to 1,700 in two years. I wonder what that average is per year. You compare the 50 to the, to the two. So... Get get the evil genius behind this. So you get vaccinated. Remember this now. When they tested athletes in the Big Ten, 50% of them post-vaccine rollout, and you were mandated. Of course, nobody forced you, but you never can play football again in the Big Ten unless you're vaccinated at that time. That's what they told you. You're not playing again. And they still have many vaccine mandates to get into colleges to this day. But at that time, it was mandated. So we went, Aaron. I knew Aaron would get the stats for me. We went from 26 per year to 800. That was right. You're exactly correct. That's exactly the stat. We went from 1970 to 2020, 26 athletes per year died of COVID. Now, 850 die per year. It's fact. Absolute freaking fact. Done. So get this down. So they tested all these athletes in the Big Ten. 50%. 
50, 5-0% had undetectable myocarditis. Swelling around the inner lining of the heart muscle with the muscle around your heart. Swelling so that your heart has nowhere to beat, which causes it to abnormally beat, which ends up being the athletes that you've seen drop on the field. And if you have skilled professionals there, you have a one, you have a one in three chance of survival. Damar Hamlin, people like that, you have one in three chance. So the interesting thing about it is, you're like, Tom, I wonder why a lot more people are, are dying in the NFL. Because a lot of those players, and again, people call me a racist all they want. They're black and they're smart. They, were, they remember the Tuskegee experiments when they had the federal government injecting black men with syphilis. Yep. There's a lot of NFL players that are not vaxxed, just so you know. A lot of them, because it's predominantly black, and they don't trust the federal government, and they shouldn't. That's why the black, a lot of the black population is turning to Donald Trump, because they know he's being persecuted via prosecution. But back to the COVID. Here's the insidious genius behind it all. So you get vaccinated, and you end up with undetected myocarditis, or even detected myocarditis. Sadly, along with that, you now have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, which means your body does not have the ability, which is basically a form of AIDS. It's antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. means we don't have an immune system anymore. And each booster you take, you get less of an immune system. And your body just becomes an S-spiked protein-making machine, which also causes capillary blood clotting, which leads to pulmonary embolisms. But so you get injected. So you get this injection. You get one, two, three, and you get the, you get the boost. And you end up with, you end up with, yeah, there you go. It's right there. Healthy heart versus myocarditis. See the swelling. It's swollen. There's no room for your heart to beat. So you end up with myocarditis. But then you get an inflammatory disease, which, by the way, is what flu is, which is what the common cold is. It's inflammatory diseases. Why you don't shove respirators, down, ventilators down people's inflamed lungs, you stupid idiots which is part of that $7.5 trillion that they spent, of, only, of which only $700 billion went to go buy ventilators and masks, which don't work at all. I mean, think about how stupid. I mean, again, I, it's 10, 24 minutes of overtime. I could talk about that right there. That $7.5 trillion, I could spend the next three hours talking about it without any notes. True. Aaron just said true. <laughs> so get at this now. I know I, I, keep, I keep beating around the bush, but not on purpose. The insidious nature of it is, so you get myocarditis via the vax. You have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, so you're not able to fight off COVID-19 anymore. So you get COVID-19 again, and you already have existing undetected or detected myocarditis, and you just caught an inflammatory disease that now inflames your inflamed heart muscle. That makes sense, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. And then they call it long COVID. But you didn't get myocarditis from COVID. And this is another Peter McAuliffe testimony. Is the myocarditis, the very few myocarditis cases that were caught with COVID, those, all, those, all those myocarditis cases disappeared. The heart just went back to normal because that's just normal. You get some inflation uh, from inflation, inflammation. Yeah. You get some inflammation from an inflammatory disease. And then once the, you, your body beats that thing off via your immune system, you're, all the inflammation goes away. Yep. But that not, not vax-induced myocarditis, which is still showing up, in MRIs today. Yeah. Right now. September of 2023. So, you have myocarditis. Your heart muscle's already inflamed. They can't do nothing to fix it. Fix it. 50% of myocarditis patients are dead within 50 years. They treat it, not 50 years, within five years. 
50% of myocarditis cases are dead within 50 years. <laughs> Wrong again. I keep mixing up the 50 and the 5. 50% of myocarditis cases, the people are dead within five years, within five years, within five years. Right. Just so you know, they treat it like it's some sort of nothing. Oh, it's just myocarditis. 50% of those people are going to be dead in five years. So the people who got myocarditis back in July of 2021, they have a 50% chance of being alive in 2026. It's a fact. Absolute medical fact. Yep. Absolute fact. So you got myocarditis, and then you catch an inflammatory disease that your body doesn't have the ability to fight off. So now it inflames the inflamed heart muscle, and these people drop dead, and they blame it on long COVID. This is why you have more, get this now, COVID deaths from Omicron than Delta or Alpha. In Australia, where 96% of the population is vaccinated, you've had more people die of the least virulent variant Omicron than Delta and Alpha combined. Why? Because they do not have the ability to fight off a scratchy throat Omicron variant. 27 minutes into overtime, 779 people on. Listen, you've got to stick around for the post game. Starting off with classic Chris Rock. You got to see it. Awesome. I love it. Had to saw it again. Just had to put it on. You got to stick around for the post game. It's just straight, like five, 10 minutes worth of videos. You've got to watch it. Stick around for it. I'm back here Saturday night, 1030 at night, late, pure. Just 55, 56 minutes worth of fury. Have to keep it short on that night because I'm also on the Christian Television Network. And again, switch over to Rumble. Everybody too, 779 people on. Please share. Please share this video, even with people that it will, it will offend. They still need to hear the truth, even if they never watch it again. Share it. You won't be able to friend me on Facebook. They won't let you. They won't let, they'll let you friend me, but they won't let me friend you on Facebook. So please switch over to Rumble. Keep watching on Facebook if you want. Keep watching on Twitter if you want. Keep watching. I refuse to call it X for now. Keep watching on YouTube if you want, but I get banned on all those things all the time, and I'm shadow banned constantly. So anyway, share this with as many people as you can. We're trying to get to 1,000 viewers. 1,000 on Rumble is what we're shooting for. 779 total night. I think we've broken to the eights for a while. Yep. But anyway, I love each and every one of you. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and put on the whole armor of God. Don't give the antichrist spirit an inch, which is the globalist, bourgeois, leftist, elitist, elitist agenda narrative, leveraging you into a one world commerce with a singular access point. Listen, controlled by them. Don't give an inch. Don't give an inch. I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about standing your ground. Don't give an inch. Don't give them one sliver of an inch. Stick around for the post game. Love you all. See, see you Saturday night. God bless each and every one of you to the fullest extent that God can bless you. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Love you all. Christians who are in these churches, these fake churches that don't preach the word of God, they think persecution means you're wrong. But what does the word of God say in Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 and 12? Blessed are you when people persecute you. Blessed are you. When people speak evil against you because of me, rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you.